This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Hi, Jim Carrigan. Uh, Dennis, uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. Uh, could you tell them, for example, uh, what is icing? Well, um, icing happen when uh, the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys, mm -hmm. nobody there, you know. Mm -hmm. My arm go comes out, then uh, the game stop, then start up. Mm -hmm. I see. <laughs> uh, what is high sticking? High sticking happen when uh, the guy take the stick, you know, and he go like that. You know, you don't do that. You don't do that? Oh, no, never, never. Why not? Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is great to have everyone here for another episode of the Drop Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be going over the Blue Stars game, round two, game one. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about a couple other things. Number one, a lot of banter going around about the Sharks and Golden Knights series. The Knights were ahead three to nothing. There's a face-off. Pavelski of the Sharks gets knocked down, falls awkwardly onto the back of his head, and he's bleeding on the ice. They call a five-minute major. Some people are saying it was a five-minute major. Other people are saying it wasn't a penalty. Other people are saying it was a two-minute penalty for cross-checking. Some people are saying that it didn't impact the game at all, that it was the Golden Knights that gave up four goals on a five-minute power play. Others are saying, hey, if it wouldn't have been a five-minute power play, the Golden Knights most likely win that game. I want to give you my take on it. The Golden Knights were robbed, and the NHL has come out and told the Golden Knights privately that they got the call wrong, that it was not a five-minute major, that it was a two-minute cross-checking. I definitely agree with that. What I do not agree with are those people that say, the Golden Knights should not have allowed the four goals, and that's why they lost. No, the Golden Knights should not have been in a position to defend a five-minute power play, and that's why they lost. Let's just say it's a two-minute power play. Let's give them one goal. The Knights probably win that game 3-1 to one or 3-2. to two. It never goes to overtime. I'm normally not the type of guy that'll say that a referee has a huge impact on a game by one call, but when it comes to stuff like this, goaltender interference when a goal is scored, offsides when a goal is scored, a ref can have an impact. Because sometimes, even when the coaches challenge those calls, they still get the call wrong. In this instance, they can't go back and do a replay. Toronto's not going to get involved in sound the horn, and look at it. That's not in the cards right now. Second subject let's hit on before we get into the highlights of the Blue Stars game. People going into this series were dreading the Stars. I want to play the Predators. We'll beat the Predators. We'll beat the Predators in four or five. It'll be an easy series. We own the Predators in the regular season. And you guys all know how I feel about regular season records when it comes to the playoffs. So everybody's afraid of playing the Stars. 
after the Blues win last night, some of the same people online that were saying they were afraid to play the Stars are now saying the Blues have this. This is going to be an easy series. They may even win this in four games. I don't know how you can change your opinion that quickly. I find it funny when people do that. Now, getting into the game last night, a guy that has been maligned by knee injuries, he's been set a lot this year. Robbie Fabry has looked good since they've put him back in the lineup. Took him a little bit to get going again, but he would get the Blues on the scoreboard in the first period by putting one past Ben Bishop that he probably should have had. Robbie Fabry with a little room, takes a shot, he scores! Robbie Fabry, first shot of the game for St. Louis. And that's not the going to goal that Ben Bishop, the St. Louis native, is going to want to give up. Robbie Fabry's battled through so many knee problems over the course of his career. Coming down the wing on his offside, he snaps that through the wickets. AJ, there's odor all over that goal. Great outlet pass by St. Louis. That puck can't go in. Well, I mean, he's got his stick on the inside, so he's got a little bit of a better angle. Pareko's behind his own net, gives the puck to Barbashev along the side of the boards. Barbashev makes a long pass to a streaking Fabry. Fabry goes in on Ben Bishop. Puts it right between the legs. Normally, Ben Bishop does not allow that goal. That's a goal that Ben Bishop is going to save probably 9.9 out of 10 times. But hey, it doesn't matter how you get on the scoreboard. A beautiful goal, a junk goal that the goalie should have saved. It doesn't matter, and the Blues are up one to nothing. That goal by Fabry was his first of the playoffs. Barbashev gets an assist, his first. Pareko gets his third assist of the playoffs. Five minutes, 57 seconds in. First period, I thought, was pretty even. Dallas outshot them 8-7. to seven. Going into the second period, there wouldn't be a lot of shots in the second period from either team, but there would be two goals. And the first one would be by Jason Spezza, 10 minutes, 25 seconds in to tie this game up at one apiece. Pass up the ice for Matt Zuccarello. Added at the deadline for the New York Rangers, Zuccarello. Dropped it for Klingberg. Klingberg all the way over! Score! The pass got through for Spezza and off of Bennington and in. What a play by John Klingberg. The entire way up the ice, he was screaming, Zook, Zook, Zook. What Zuccarello does, he buys time to give the puck to that man, Klingberg. And Klingberg with a beautiful feed for the one-timer. And Jason Spezza, who's known as a goal scorer. Zuccarello, here's Klingberg. Klingberg buys the time, does a tap dance against Peril, and then cross-crease feed, and Spezza slams it home. One one. The Stars were able to bring the puck end-to-end. They got in the blue zone, and the defense was just kind of standing around, barely moving around. Klingberg gets the puck to Jason Spezza. Spezza takes the shot. Bennington does his best to get to the other side of the net and make the save. Gets a piece of it, but it goes over his pad, and we are tied at one. That goal by Spezza would be his first of the playoffs. Klingberg gets his sixth assist. Zuccarello, who they acquired from the Rangers, gets his first assist of the playoffs, 10 minutes, 25 seconds in. It looked like the Blues and Stars were going to go out of the second period, tied at one apiece. But the Blues would get a late power play opportunity, and Vladimir Tarasenko would get a power play goal with a minute and 57 seconds left in the second period to put the Blues up 2-1. to one. Off the faceoff, Tarasenko to Petrangelo, to Shen, back to Tarasenko. Walking in, fire, scores! Vladimir Tarasenko on the power play, and it's 2-1 St. Louis. 
Two offensive zone face-offs for St. Louis. They win both. One draws a penalty and one leads to goal. What a cross-ice pass by Shen to Sarasenko. And it looks like it's a five-hole goal on Ben Bishop. Sarasenko coming in. He identifies. And Ben Bishop, stick not down, pad not down, 2-1, St. Louis. Well, Dallas hadn't gotten their penalty kill set because it was right off the face-off. This is just another instance of why face-offs in the offensive zone are so important. The Blues win this face-off. It eventually gets to Tarasenko. He's got the puck probably about 35 feet out, skates in about 10 feet, takes the shot, no doubt about it, puts it past Ben Bishop, and there's nothing Ben Bishop could have done on that one. That is a goal scorer's goal. That goal would be Tarasenko's third of the playoffs. Shin gets his third assist. Petrangelo gets his seventh assist. 18 minutes, three seconds into the second. The Blues go out of the second period with a one-goal lead. And in the first two periods, the Blues are outplaying the Stars. I wouldn't say by a huge margin, but they are outplaying them. I think a lot of us knew Dallas was going to come out and give the Blues fits in the third period. And that's exactly what they would do. Lindell hard around. Radulov after it lifts the stick, gets it to Spezza, the lone goal scorer for the Stars in this game. Radulov on it again. Ace getting the option to the top. Back to Radulov. Shovel to the goal. The rebound stopped by Bennington. He got the left leg out on Spezza. There's lots of juicy chances right there for Jason Spezza. There were lots of juicy chances indeed. But Jordan Bennington came up big when the Blues needed him to do so. They outshot the Blues 17-6. However, the Blues would get the first goal of the period. And it would be by Vladimir Tarasenko, his second of the game and fourth of the playoffs. Three minutes, 51 seconds in to give the Blues a 3-1 to one lead. And O'Reilly off the glass and out to center. Tarasenko followed it up. Coming in on Haskin and driving wide. Tarasenko scores! What a play by Tarasenko. His second of the game and a two-goal lead for St. Louis. Remember, he's been beat through the wickets twice. He doesn't want to get beat a third time. The active stick, Tarasenko reads it, and he goes roof daddy up and over. This goal was caused by nothing more than sheer effort. Tarasenko is headed to the net, gets right in on Bishop, and he puts it past him. And what's great about this is he tried to do this earlier in the game, and he learned from the mistake he made on that one, made some adjustments, and scored on this same type of opportunity. That goal was unassisted. It was Tarasenko's fourth. Just a little under four minutes into the first, the Blues are up 3-1. to one. But as I stated earlier, the Stars really pressured Bennington, and they continue to do so throughout the period. We weren't able to angle it on. Fadoon back. Had Thomas coming after him, so we got rid of it in a hurry. Yanmar crossing into Blues territory. Spezza and Fabry after it. Comes for Hintz. Petrangelo ties up right in front. Hintz alone. Bennington got a piece of it. Their heads are not on a swivel. Rope Hintz all alone. Puck bounces on him a little bit. And, of course, Bennington comes up with a huge save there. It's a good thing that Bennington was hot in the third period because that star's pressure 
would lead to a power play goal to make it 3-2 late in the third. Sagan, 27 points on the power play during the regular season. As Zuccarello cuts in, the rebound available, and it's popped over top of the goal. Here's Sagan. Wrist shot, save made, rebound right there. They force it, they score! It's a power play goal. I, I thought I heard the whistle go. Me too. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. Take a listen. It's close. It is close. But the one who blew the whistle is the one who pointed goal. If the whistle did blow, it didn't seem like it should have, at least because the puck wasn't frozen. Obviously, if the referee loses sight of the puck, that's when they are instructed to blow the whistle. But take another listen. Bennington makes an initial save. The puck goes behind the net. They get it back out. They take a shot from the point. He makes that save. He makes another save. He lays down on his back thinking the puck's underneath him when it's not. Jamie Benn's right there, and he puts the puck in the net to make it 3-2. to two. I know a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but Jordan Bennington really needs to work on his rebounds. That overtime game against Winnipeg, that goal was on him. He played great the whole game. He needs to get better at holding on to those rebounds. That would be Jamie Benn's second of the playoffs. 17 minutes, 43 seconds in, it became a 3-2 game. But that's as close as the Stars would get, and the Blues win game one at home, a very exciting game to watch. Let's go over the stats of the game. The Stars outshot the Blues 29-20. Face-offs were pretty even, but in favor of the Blues. 51% to 49%. Both teams were one for two on the power play. Hits were pretty even. The Stars at 24, the Blues at 22. Blocks were very close too. 16 to 13 in the Blues' favor. The Stars had eight giveaways to the Blues' six. Let's head to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Coach Craig Berube, Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Bennington, Vladimir Tarasenko. You've talked a, a lot about getting to the net. I thought Vladdy, um, he took the puck wide with speed tonight. Drove him out a few times. Got rewarded with a goal. Good job, you know. Uh, we talk about driving the puck wide all the time with speed, and he did that tonight a few times. What gives him the, the ability to just make plays like that? Tarasenko. Just God-given talent. He's got he's a powerful guy that can skate, and you know when he when he um, when he drives wide like that, and he's he's really tough to handle it uh, for a lot of people, you know. And um, you know we've we've talked to Vladdy about this, and I'm you know it's on been ongoing for quite some time throughout the year, and I think he's gotten better and better at it. He can shoot the puck, and um, you know he's he's one of the best in the league at um, picking corners and finding areas. And he does power play goal. You know he was coming downhill there, and just it's it's hard to stop. And you know he's he's got a great shot. Does Bishop have vulnerability low? <laughs> well, he's a good goalie. He um, you know Vladdy's a good shooter. You know it's. He's going to beat him sometimes, and there's other times Bishop's going to make the saves. Your power play's been really good lately. Just uh, any anything you've done tweak-wise, adjustment-wise, and, and you're scoring against a, a, 
a team that uh, they hadn't given up a power play goal the, the entire playoffs. So well, far. the first power play wasn't very good. It was pretty stagnant. We didn't move the puck around very good or move. And, you know, when we got that second one, we just we talked about let's just attack here quickly and move. And that's what they did. Run a little play, got it to Vladdy. He come downhill with speed and, you know, he shoots the puck. It's hard. It's tough for the it's tough for the penalty kill to uh, get out there on him. And, it, you know, he's coming with speed like that and with his shot. Craig, uh, you're, to a man, your, your players are so happy for Fabry. He's been through so much. Obviously, it's a big goal for you, but it could be a really big goal for him, too. Oh, it definitely is. Uh, we're all real happy for him, you know, to see him playing in the playoffs like this and, you know, see him competing. And he's got great jump out there, and then he gets rewarded with a goal tonight. Um, you know, he could have had a couple goals the other night, didn't go in, but, uh, you know, he's resilient and staying with it. And that's, you know, um, he's done a great job of, you know, getting back in and, and, and doing a good job and playing well. You knew they were going to make a push, obviously, in the third period, but uh, maybe a little too much zone time that they had or and, yeah, and push I, to the net. Yeah, I didn't think that we made enough plays. Um, you know, we we got to be better making plays. Our puck puck plays got to be better all game. You know, I didn't think it was great, and we got to be better. You know, they're going to be better next game. We got to be better. I don't think it was a surprise, but could you explain your decision to put the O'Reilly line on that Sagan line, and uh, what did they do so well? They only had the one shot down. Yeah, I thought they did points. a good job of just staying above it, not giving odd man rushes up. Obviously, Perenko and Bolmeister are tough to play against. They're big guys, and they hound you, and they're on you, and they got great sticks. And I thought the whole the whole line and um, you know the two D did a good job of just you know, keeping them in front of them, you know, not not giving them any odd man rushes, not giving them, you know, breaks that way, making them earn everything. And they're tough to handle. That's a very good line. And, um, you know, they're tough to handle down low. It takes a lot of work. But it takes everybody on the ice, you know, takes everybody on the ice. Were you glad to see the response when uh, Como ran into uh, <clears throat> And do you, do you think the contact could have been avoided? Well, it could have been avoided for sure. Um, but, you know, our guys, you know, they're going to protect their teammates. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we didn't get a power play out of it, which, I, you know, I, I think we should have. But, you know, I got to look at it closer. But uh, it is what it is. Um, we're going we're gonna to respond to it. You know, we got to get it. The guys got in there. They protect their teammates. Is this, kind of, is this the kind of series we can we can expect? It's tight out there. Yeah, it's tough hockey, uh, physical hockey. That there's some big hits tonight. Um, again, they're a good team. It, it, you know, they got good size, really good players. It's going to be a tight series. It's you know that's what you're going to see tonight. Is what you're going to see. Craig, it seems like playoffs keep going. The pressure gets higher, and Bennington keeps doing everything that he's been doing all along. Yeah, it's you know he's uh, he played a great game tonight and uh, you know gave us a good chance to win the game and we did. Um, he's he's been great all playoffs. Was there an explanation of the second goal? Well, we thought the whistle went, but apparently, you know, I didn't. Apparently, that wasn't the case. So I think staying positive with each other. I think uh, we do a good job of that of responding quick. I think it's good. I think that's um, you know it's important going forward for sure. Jordan tonight, what'd you think? Another outstanding game. You know, they there's at times they had momentum and you know he made some unbelievable saves. He's just so calm in there and, and you know I think we we have to do a better job in front of him, but again, you know, he played phenomenal tonight. Ryan, when when uh, Vladimir Tarasenko takes it to an extra gear and attacks the net, how does that change the game? 
Yeah, that was a massive play, obviously, with them, with their pressure from there and, and Vladdy stepping up and making a huge play to kind of to give us some cushion there to, to put us in a good spot where we could, you know, kind of relax and just get back to our game. It was uh, a massive play that you know, obviously was the, the game winner. Brian, what you do to that top line? It's tough. You know, they, you know, they're always looking for, you know, chances to create offense. And you know, I thought we did a, you know, a decent job at defending against them and, and playing tight to them. Um, you know, we still, have, you know, still can do a lot better. We still have to kind of, you know, you know, limit uh, our turnovers against them and not really feed that transition part of their game. It's been so huge. Does he have any vulnerability with low shots? Uh, you know, it, it's tough to say. You know, I think uh, you know they were good shots, and yeah, I think that's something we had success on tonight. You know, hopefully again, again we will. Dallas had not uh, allowed a power play goal in the playoffs. Nice to get that first one so quickly from Vlad. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was, that was a, a massive one to give us some confidence. Uh, you know, our first power play we had there wasn't great. Uh, you know, we needed responses to get some, you know, to get back and get, you know, shooting the puck to generate some momentum. And obviously, it was a big play. Guys, you know, everyone was involved on it and gave us some confidence for sure. Ryan, it seems like with Tarasenko, you know, the fans are just kind of waiting for him to have that big breakout game. Just tonight, a perfect example of how he can kind of take a game over. And, make plays like that. Yeah, it's amazing how he can, you know, make something out of nothing. You know, that that play, you know, I'm in the corner, I just try to throw the puck up and, you know, he, he makes a play, he gets it and then drives wide and scores an unbelievable goal and you know, that's just him. He's just the, one of those one of the few people in the game that can can turn it on and, and make those amazing plays. The period was pretty tight and, and they were coming hard so Stars had said that your defense was making your job too easy for you. Sure looked like it in those first two periods. What were they doing that helped to limit the shots on you and set you up for the game you had? Yeah, uh, the defensemen and forwards have been great uh, defensively this season. So um, it was the same again tonight. And it's just good discipline, good uh, back checking, good tracking, and awareness in the D zone. And uh, yeah, it's good to good to be a goalie on this team. Can you describe the, uh, the hit in the third period, what you saw, and also to see your teammates obviously have your back and protect you afterwards? Yeah, I don't mind that. You know, it's playoff hockey and stuff happens. And it was nice to see the boys uh, come in there and, you know, stir it up afterwards. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a unique play that doesn't happen too often. And I think we handled it well. When you get the stops that you did in that third period, do you feel like you're getting in the team's head at that stage? Uh, every game's a new game, and uh, you know they got some good offensive talent on that team. So um, we're just gonna have to be prepared every game. Jordan, that uh, that power move, you you tried it in the second period and and almost got it. Uh, <laughs> obviously score a goal, but uh, you know, cut the middle. It's nice, but you you know guys know you do this a lot, so you just try to take a puck wide, take it to the net. You know, use uh, use the body, and you know, good thing it works in the right time. People forget. How strong you are! I mean, he uh, Heskinen couldn't uh, he couldn't uh, budge you there on that. Play. No, I don't want to talk about this. It's just the first game, you know. We have a lot of hockey to play, and uh, just I don't think it's right to talking about your moments in the game. It's game one, you know. We have a win, and uh, it's the most exciting thing. So uh, this is it, and we need to move to the next one. Well, how about, how about the team win then? It was a tough game. They didn't give you a lot of space, I guess, most of the time. No, there is no space in the playoffs, so we need to find a ways to you know go in the hard areas to score goals and. Uh, Hang it out down low uh, with the puck, and uh, we'll go make a turnovers. Can you describe your power play and, and why you guys were able to get that first goal on the power play? Uh, I mean, that's, uh, we talk a lot about our power play, work on it in practices, and you know, uh, I always say the hard hard work will pays off, and uh, you know, good thing it works. Shatter make a great pass, uh, or I make a pick, and you know, they create a good scoring chance for me.
a huge win for the Blues. They played well for around two periods. There is one big glaring negative to me with this team. They've got to stop allowing teams to dominate them in the third period. Winnipeg did it a couple times, and now Dallas has done it in game one. Bennington should have handled that puck better and got the rebound on that star's last goal. But if not for him, the Blues would have lost this game in the third period. Simple as that. You can't get ahead of a team and allow them to creep back in or let them dominate you in their offensive zone that much. I've not seen the killer instinct from this team when they get a lead. You have a lead going into the third period. A team may try to get back into it, but you've got to pound them back down. You've got to keep putting pressure on them and not allow them to spend a lot of time in your zone. The Stars spent way too much time in the blue zone in game one. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm very happy for the win. A win is a win. As I said, they played very good for around two periods. The defense was awesome in the first two periods. Jordan Bennington wasn't tested a lot, but when he was, he came up with the saves he needed to, played very well. He stepped it up a notch in the third period. I hope the players are really going up to him and saying, hey, Jordan, you saved us in this game. We won't let it happen again because you cannot consistently do that in the playoffs. Let's hope that they can talk about their struggle in the third period, make some adjustments, and be better in game two. I think we're going to see a very similar game in game two. One difference I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see the Stars be a lot more physical by being tougher and rougher against the Blue Stars, such as O'Reilly, such as Tarasenko, such as Shin. I think the Stars are going to step it up a notch and be very physical in the second game, and the Blues are going to have to be prepared for it. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.